When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today, we're going to be talking about three reasons you might be struggling as an entrepreneur in your marriage. The first one is that you lack transitions. And so here's what we mean by that. When you are an entrepreneur, especially if you're in business together, uh, you guys probably often do a lot of work on the couch or maybe in your bedroom or you're responding to texts and emails um, and you fail to transition from one role to the to the next. Right. This is something that I've worked with a lot of clients on. Um, what people find is that they go straight from work, they drive home, um, and then they go straight into chaos sometimes, <laughs> right? Like, could you please do this? Right. And the kids are running around and it just overwhelms them because they hadn't transitioned from, I have all this business stuff to do or st- still to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they get just, you know hit in the face with all the other like daddy issues Mm -hmm. or daddy, you know, do this and that. So they just, it's very difficult for them and they become frustrated or angry or just off. And that's the case. Even if you are working outside the home, you Mm -hmm. know, we're talking about someone Mm -hmm. coming home and then having that physical transition of going from work to car to home. Right. But it's even more challenging when you are working from home and you don't have that physical space to transition. Right. And so what we want to do is focus on that transition. Where do you transition from? I'm going to work on my business. Then I'm going to take the hat off and now put on daddy or spouse hat. Mm-hmm. Like, How do you make that transition and where? I think that's going to be very important for you to identify mm-hmm. that that needs to be a transition. You can't always be wearing two hats. That always looks funny. <laughs> So we certainly have not done an epic job of this, um, but some things that have helped us, we'll share that with you. Um, One thing is the physical space. So we each have a physical space that's our office space. Now, is it joint space with other parts Mm -hmm. of the house? Yes, it is. Especially during COVID when we transitioned out of our office space um, that we had outside the home um, in a commercial office space and we came into the home, um, we had to create office space where we could transition and we weren't thinking of work always when we were in the living room or our bedroom. So in the piano room Mm -hmm. where there's like a couch to sit when we have parties and whatnot, there's a piano and then there's a computer and that's Adam's office. Um, And then I transitioned part of one of our kiddos rooms into my office because he doesn't play in there. He sleeps in there. Um, But I also have my office space in there. And, but it's completely separate from where we do most of our other home stuff where we transition from I'm working to now I'm uh, at home. Right. That's, that's where we work. 
then the next thing though that we need to focus though on on this idea of transitions is okay but do you carry your work with you mm-hmm. you know where so since we have these wonderful gems uh <laughs> phones uh we we can return emails we can mm-hmm. return client calls or texts we can like stay connected with our work wherever we are mm-hmm. and that's not always healthy right so where is your safe place where do you guys communicate mm-hmm. and where is a safe place or a way of of transitioning from again spouse to work wow. so one place that we've really worked on trying to nail down as a safe space is you know if one of us is driving the mm-hmm. the jeep um to church or to a business meeting or whatever else that uh, there has to be uh, communication. If the other person's going to get on their phone and essentially leave, because a lot of times when someone gets sucked in their phone, they're leaving the conversation. They're right. leaving presence. So we normally try to get a, you know, hey, baby, would you mind if I returned this or mm-hmm. did that or made this video? Sure. And then the other person who's driving could be like, yeah, we could be on board with that and do that mm-hmm. together. Yep. So that's the key here is communication because there will be times when you do need to work outside of your typical workspace or your work hours, especially as entrepreneurs or people in ministry. Same mm-hmm. goes for, you know, for both. Um, we view business and ministry as one in the same. Um, so whether you're a minister or an entrepreneur or both, um, you're going to face this challenge of needing to work or do ministry outside of your typical hours or your typical place. And that's okay if you're communicating about it ahead of time. Um, that's something I've had to personally work on when Adam's driving is letting him know and checking in with him. Like, are you good to go? Are we on the same page that, you know, I'm going to be returning these emails. Um, another thing that's been a gem for us is, um, when you're at that stage in your business is hiring somebody to help out with some of those tasks that tend to take over outside of business hours. This has been amazing. Just checking if this is on. (laughs) <laughs> it's like what are you doing a mic check in the middle of a video <laughs> no seriously this has been uh hiring and finding people that want to link arms with us yes and and work toward the vision that we have it's mm-hmm. really been amazing i would recommend doing that sooner than you think you need to yeah because i think we thought we had it down until we didn't Yes. They were like, we need help. And so that happened um, for the first time a couple years ago where we hired admin staff and graphic design and podcast editors. Um, And then we just now hired an assistant to our our hiring this week, an assistant to our um, project um, manager and program director. So it's um, such a blessing to be able to do that. And of course, you have to manage that in stages with the growth of your business. Um, but if you think you might need it and you think you might be ready, you probably are because it's usually sooner than you actually would, uh, decide to do mm-hmm. it. And uh, it's relinquishing the reins of that. Cause you know, you're used to the way you do things, but getting someone to help out with some of those ancillary tasks that further the vision of what you're doing, but you don't necessarily have to be the one doing them. And this goes for ministry and for Mm-hmm. Uh, and for business, totally, like they go hand in hand here. Yes. It's kind of knowing your limits, mm-hmm. um, remembering you're not Jesus and you don't work miracles at midnight. Yes. So just remember, <laughs> um, remember those, or at least 
look for the transitions. Mm -hmm. One more item too that's specific to our field regarding transitions, but I think could be helpful even if you're not in our field, is progress notes. So um, Mm, that's one thing we have to do. It's it's an ethically mandated thing to do as part of best practice in um, when you're doing clinical work is to have a chart for each client and you keep progress notes. Um, And that is not only something that we do because it's part of our field um, or best practice, but it also helps us psychologically transition. So it's known, brain science has showed that if you have a lot of things open, so like you have a whole bunch of books open at the same time, your brain does not know how very well to put it down Mm -hmm. or to close that for later because it doesn't trust that that you'll be able to find your place, mm-hmm. kind of using that illustration. So as best we can, it's good to start closing as many things as we can um, so that we can have closure. Mm-hmm. Because if we have too many things open, you start to have anxiety that you're not going to be able to meet all the demands mm-hmm. or remember all these things. So we highly recommend writing things down yes, on paper if you can, it's even better then your brain can literally say, oh, it's down, so I don't need to remember it. And, you know, it's interesting the way that God will quicken your mind supernaturally when you're praying for somebody, if this is a ministerial thing or even a business as ministry or business as as mission um, concept. But, you know, like when like to talk about it in terms of transition, when we finish with a client, we make those progress notes. We close that book, as Adam is metaphorically mm-hmm. saying, and then even though that's off my mind and I can transition into like wife and mommy and doing the house stuff and whatever else we're doing for the day. Um, when we're in prayer, God will still quicken us to think about that person. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be thinking about them 24 seven in order to still have them on our hearts and in prayer. And for those carrying heavy loads that I would really recommend this, um, this practice, uh, so many people have asked us, um, how do you, how do you see client after client after client and deal with some heavy stuff? I mean, mm-hmm. can't go into all of the, the difficult situations that we get into as human beings mm-hmm. or have things done to us. Mm-hmm. It's very heavy. Yeah. But with some of these practices that we're talking about, it's manageable because you're essentially kind of sometimes giving it to God. Yes. Like you do your best work with that person and then it's not yours to carry into your marriage or into your um, family time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's work. You care for them. You could pray, lift up them uh, to God. Mm-hmm. But that's not for you to carry because it, it really isn't. Yeah. So doing those progress notes and uh, doing those just, it's essentially just an Excel doc with their name. Mm-hmm. Um, some other details, and then what you worked on, what you learned, where you see it going, um, and what's happening right mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah, and big, you know, the big details that you want to remember. It doesn't take very long, but man, if you're if you're in a situation that you're holding a lot of people, mm-hmm. holding their care. situation, maybe in your yeah, in your care, it would be a very good idea to have these certain situations and how you're treating them and what is your idea and way of approach for them. That way you could close that book in your mind. The second challenge that entrepreneurs face is not recognizing their best yes. And this goes for people in ministry, leaders, um, but it's when you don't recognize what to say yes to 
what would be the best yes? Because there's so many options. There's so many things that are saying, you know, do me, do me. And you're like, oh, I could say yes to you. I could say yes to this. I could say yes to that. And they're all good things. But what is your best yes for what God has called you to do in this season? And sometimes your best yes is not toward the business or ministry. Sometimes your best yes for that day or that hour is toward your spouse. That's good. Preach. <laughs> it's true. And yes. it's very difficult, I think, for some people. Mm-hmm. Um to determine because I feel like some people think that God's work is church work, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, you know, I need to be here and do this, but your first priority is to your spouse mm-hmm. and your family. Are they getting enough attention that, that they don't feel like you're absent? Yes. Um, that's going to do so much harm later on down the road that, you know, we need to, we need to be stewards of our own health mm-hmm. and stewards of our spouse and stewards of our family. Right. And then when we have left over that, that energy, then we invest in, into the kingdom. Right. Uh, but our first priority is to our spouse. And we actually, we are investing into well, the kingdom when we right. connect with God first, then our spouse and right. then our family relationship with God, our spouse, our family, yeah. and then our church or ministry. So remember, you're not God. You can't do everything. So you have to very, you have to protect the time that you have. Mm-hmm. And this is a difficult balance to walk. I think there was a time in our life where we were doing a lot yeah. in church. Um, lots and lots and lots. Well, not just in church. It was lots in church, in school, at work. <laughs> we were working five jobs between the two of us and played many, many roles, wore many, many hats at church, youth pastor, Mm -hmm. uh, media and Mm -hmm. Sunday school teacher, music, all of the above. And then on top of that, we're trying to like maintain our marriage. And it was kind of like in that order. (laughs) And so (laughs) whatever was left. Yeah. And so really think about what is my best? Yes. And when you save your best, yes, for the things that God has called you to do in this season, you allow other people to save their best. Yes. For some of those things that you might have been taking away from them. Right. Because when we finally got this, we started trying to train people instead of doing it all our own. Mm -hmm. Um, We could do it really good. And yes, the quality of some of the things that we could do, went down when we were training, but now walking away from it, they've become so much, you know, more capable working mm-hmm. in their gifts. Yeah. So essentially when you're standing in front of someone else's priority or best, yes, you're really depriving them. Yeah, It's depriving you and your marriage and all the other things, but also depri- depriving other people from what they could do really, re- really good at. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's the the difficult part, that fear mm-hmm. that we have. If I step away from this, you know, bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, yeah, they might happen not to your standard for a while, but ultimately everything will get better when you have better energy yes. and your marriage is being taken care of and you feel it's in a good place and you're not running from it mm-hmm. and your family is well taken care of and you guys are operating in your gifts Mm-hmm. Man, amazing things can happen. If you've been connected with us for some time, you know that we recommend Lisa Turkers on this book, The Best Yes. Yep. And so if you haven't read it or listened to it or heard about it, we recommend getting that book. That would be a good resource for you. 
Yes, because we're huge proponents of of being wholeheartedly, one hundred percent devoted mm-hmm. to what God has called you to do, your ministry, your purpose, um, but not at the detriment of your marriage, yes, and your family right. and your personal relationship with God. Amen. The third challenge that entrepreneurs and ministers face in um, their marriage often is that they fail to schedule and specify. Um, Hear us right now and on a very practical level. Your ministry and business will not thrive if you do not use a schedule. Um, Whether you meet one-on-one with clients and have scheduled meetings that, that you actually need to put on a calendar or if a lot of your work just happens um, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you still need to schedule that out in order to, to thrive in body, mind, and mm-hmm. spirit and in your marriage. Here's a bold recommendation that we're going to make. You need one date night per week. Mm-hmm. A lot of leaders who we tell that to, and this comes from a lot of experience and from studies that have been done on this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of leaders have a hard time doing that. Yeah. Because they see you know, everything else as being so much more important than them going and having fun. Right. But there's much more going on than just you having fun. Mm-hmm. It's you reconnecting, you uh, ministering, ministering to your spouse. Yes. And also, if you guys are on that same uh, wavelength, working toward the same goal, you're much more powerful. One will put a thousand to flight to ten. But if you guys haven't connected in a long time, you know, do you need to kind of reorient mm-hmm. or recalibrate, you yeah. know? So the other part of this, we said scheduling, but also people fail to specify. And what we mean by that is um, it kind of goes back to transitions in a way that when you are with your spouse on a date night, on a drive, on a hike, mm-hmm. um, specify what you are going to talk about. One of you could want to be talking about your sex life and the other one's trying to like talk about these beautiful business plans and ideas and vision. And there's going to be conflict if one of you is kind of getting upset, frustrated, or even bitter about the fact that the other can't leave business at home and or leave business at work and business is there while we're on our date night. Yeah. Now, there are times when it's a great thing to talk about your business ideas and your ministry when you're on a date. I know a lot of Dear Young Married Couple has blossomed when we're on hikes together or drives together. Our best ideas. Yes. But we're very, actually, we're very forward when we feel like we've exhausted one Mm -hmm. of those topics because we do love spending time on talking about our our own intimacy and marriage and Mm -hmm. how it's progressing and then talking about our client loads or talking about our kids kids, or talking about our ministries or talking about like, but Sometimes, yeah, we, we, we do talk a lot about dear, dear young married couple and where it's going and what's happening. Mm-hmm. But after a while, we do need to transition from work. Yes. Cause it, it, it's the funny thing. It's our mission. It's our, yeah. it's our purpose in a lot of ways to, to, to help you guys and, and bring us together and talk about these things. We love this, mm-hmm. but we know that this can't be the only thing that we talk about right. and we could burn this out. So specify with your spouse when it's time to talk about business or ministry and then when it's not time to talk about that and receive influence from your spouse when yeah. they do specify. And that's, just, it could be simple as, Hey baby, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying this conversation. I've in, like enjoyed and you've had some really great ideas. Um, I'm just a little bit, 
um, I'm ready to transition this conversation. Let's talk about blank. Mm-hmm. You know, or let's talk about instead of just saying I'm I'm sick of this conversation. Yeah. You know, like validate what you've enjoyed or what you've learned, and then let's transition. And you could do that in the moment. You can also do it prior to. So part of the scheduling, we've often done this when we schedule a coffee date. We will say what we're going to talk about in in mm-hmm. the Google Calendar. We'll say coffee date, talk about such and such project or launch. Then we know, okay, this is a coffee date. We'll enjoy it as a married couple, but it's also about what we're launching. It's about business and, and ministry. Um, or you could say coffee date talk about our sex life, coffee date, talk about the kids' you know, preschool plans. Mm-hmm. Like, so we know what we're talking about on that date. Right. And in this, okay, so the, the person that would probably have the rebuttal would be like, well, that would confine me so much or I feel confined to a schedule. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give me enough freedom and autonomy to move in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, yeah, it does focus you in on that thing. Um, but what it will do is it will make you free to focus. Mm. Um, instead of trying to hold, you know, juggle three things at once, it's so much better to just put those balls down and focus on the one in front of you. Yeah. Um, and it also makes your time together doing like a date or just fun or being with, you know, sometimes we see like family time as a chore, like, you know, we have to like clock in, <laughs> but you can actually be just enjoy being with your little boy, Yeah. you know, at the park rather than trying to figure out, you know, what new freebie you need to create and email sequence. <laughs> and, you know, like right. that has its place. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you aren't completely present in the moment at your job, mm-hmm. you'll never be completely present on in your play. Mm-hmm. So if you specify, like we're saying, you could be completely present, 100% into that deep work mm-hmm. and then transition, knowing you transition yes. and have that 100% play and just be there. And I think mm-hmm. that's what your kids and your spouse would just love. One of the ways that we've accomplished this to an extent, we're still working on it, but is um, we schedule and specify certain days of the week that are designated for certain family activities or business activities. So like for instance, we see clients on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We do projects and monthly live date night and um, travel on Fridays, but on Mondays and Thursdays, at least right now until preschool starts in the fall, Mondays and Thursdays are our family days. Other than nap time, nap time we get to specify if that's going to be a date for us or if that's going to be, you know, working on dissertation or school or going to the gym or whatever. But other than nap time, Mondays and Thursdays are our family time. And so that's where we're supposed to be off for the most part and doing park days and going to the car wash together and getting smoothies. And so if, if it works for you, it may not be the same days of the week, but specify certain days or certain blocks of time that are designated for family time or couple time. So I hope this gives you some good things to talk about and think about. Um, so remember transitions, Maybe put physical reminders in those transition spaces to help you remember to take those hats off. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing would be to determine your priorities. Mm-hmm. Where are you spending your time? Your best yes. Um, and, and do that ahead of time. Yes. You know, what things you commit to, do them 100%. Um, and if you can't give it 100%, don't commit to it. And then the last thing is schedule it and be specific with your scheduling. 
So we are going to be diving into a lot of stuff that has to do with not just entrepreneurship, but about money, about finances, about stewardship at our monthly live date night coming up on June 26th. This is going to be a special monthly live date night because it's called our dollar date night. And we want you to be there. That's why we've made it a dollar. The barrier to entry is very, very low on purpose because we want as many people as possible to come join our community of couples that meets every month to, um, really dive into topics that our marriage needs, whether it's sex and intimacy, communication, how to argue well, and in this case, finances. We're going to talk uh, all things money and your marriage. And we set that bar so low because we know that if you can get just get a taste of how good this is, <laughs> you'll want to stick around. And yes. you could always cancel the membership um, whenever uh, after your dollar date night. If you're like, hey, these people don't know anything. <laughs> We get it. <laughs> but if you um, stick around, mm -hmm. I think you'll find a lot of uh, benefit for being in yes. in the group. Um, it's not it's not a massive group, but it is growing. And it's really wonderful to watch people growing all around us. Yeah. And um, and and we're feeding off of them and they're feeding off us. And they're and all it's getting just, to know each other and like yeah, help each other out. It's when collaborative. Have questions. I love it. I love how people are like, how many of you have, you know, littles? How many of you have infants or toddlers? And what have you done in this case when such and such happens? And people are getting like advice from each other, mm. not just us presenting. Yeah. So it's really neat to watch that community formation yeah. occur. Greatness never happens in isolation. That's right. So come, uh, come join us. It, the link is in the show notes and mm -hmm. the description. So, um, and if you like this video, uh, please like and subscribe if you're not already. And if you are listening on podcasts, you can leave a review. And to specify the date, because I don't think we included it for monthly live date night, it's Friday, June 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. If you can't join us live, definitely join us as uh, for a replay. You'll get access to all the prior monthly live date nights as well. So it's a sweet deal. You can't pass it up. We'd love to see you there.